and welcome to a brand new uh, True Heart Podcast Productions episode four. We're at episode four. four. We're up to four. Are we at episode four now? I know. We're basically Game of Thrones level. Wow. Well, no, we're not going to have a disappointing finale where everything is just no, no, no. sad. No, no, but we're coming on strong, just like season one. Yes, we're, we're on season one still. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert, one of us, one of the main characters may get off before we're done. Might get off. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the type of podcast? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Happy Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> well, we're just taking a few minutes in between our Memorial Day activities to bring you guys some Memorial Day podcasting stuff. Yeah, I hope you guys are having a good weekend. It's hot here in Florida. Is it? I never tell the difference. It's like 97 degrees. Uh, I guess when you're when you're used to meditating all the time and when you're used to like throwing in different places, you never really notice temperatures as much. No, David never has, but he's also, uh, David has some beautiful meditation techniques. And we'll probably go into that at some point today. I mean, or else why are you listening, right? <laughs> um, and right now we're in the middle of doing some more, more, more research, if I can speak a little bit. I'm uh, doing a little more research on a few topics which may be found interesting to you guys. Um, then they'll be coming out in the next few podcasts. But it's, you know, if you're going to do a job, do it to the best of your ability and do it so that it's life-changing. And I would honestly rather wait an extra week or two and put out something amazing than just, you know, sketch something out for you. That just doesn't seem proper how I like to do things or how we like to do things. So we're going to keep things a little bit lighter today. Um... And next, we're just going to go over a few meditation techniques and a few things that I've learned along my way that Alex learned along her way. Um, you know, some of you can just listen to the background while you're grilling your steaks or your hot dogs. I got to make a shish kebab this weekend, too. I really love shish kebabs. You do love shish kebabs. So I figured we start off, um, you know, Alex is enjoying her new life as a diver. And this weekend, we actually went to uh, Venice Beach and we actually had our first dive away from everybody. Yep. Just me and him. It was really nice. Very therapeutic and very meditative. I remember when I first met David and I asked him what he loved about scuba diving, he said it was uh, the meditation, being able to go down and have the silence, being able to meditate underwater. And for the first time this weekend, I got to kind of experience that because I wasn't training, I wasn't getting certified, it was just me and him. So it was really neat because you go down and it's very quiet. There's nothing, there, there was, a, we were in the, the, the ocean, so there was a great expanse, and it was just me and him, and I got to kind of zone out. So we went down about, I would say it was about 20 feet, and you could hear the boats going over top of us through that. Well, sometimes, not all the time. Well, there wasn't boats every moment, but you could hear the, the roaring of the engines above us, and underwater, it's funny, sound travels and expands by like a factor of four. Yeah. So, you know, you, you normally hear, like, a boat a few hundred feet away. It's just like... But when you're underwater, it's like you're hearing a naval aircraft just bombing like you're in England. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you space out during the... How did you clear your mind, rather, during the diving? Um, I cleared my mind using, using visual techniques um, because, obviously, the sound is already pretty much gone other than those boats and just so you know those boats weren't weren't often I would say we probably heard those boats maybe once or twice but most of the time it was very quiet down there and of course there's no ability to speak 
So the only thing you have left is, left is visual. But what's interesting about being down there in the ocean is that it was a lot of one color. So it enabled me to just kind of zone out, meditate. I mean, obviously I was still focused, still focused on David, but um, it was nice. It was just a very relaxing 40 minutes of my life. And when you're underwater, when she means the lack of color, red actually disappears. Like when you go down 5, 10, 15 feet, the color red just disappears from the field of vision. Right. And uh, yeah, so everything looks a lot more blue, green, and yellow down there. Especially where we were at. We were in the middle of the the Atlantic Ocean. Um, it was right off the coast. And what was the Gulf of... No, I'm sorry, no. Venice is the Gulf of Mexico. Apologies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when you go down there, and then you see the fish down there, you see the crabs, even just 20 feet down, it's like you become a part of the food chain. Yeah, you go from being like an... A participant, or a viewer rather, like a voyeur of the food chain, to being an active part of that ecosystem. Mm-hmm. You go just from, uh, you know, watching your hot dogs, watching the food cook, to being a part of everything around you. Yes. And so, what was so when you were down there at twenty feet? When you were down there at fifteen feet, like what was that like for you? It was good. It was uh, very relaxing. I mean, once I like got my bearings, of course. And how did you do that? Um, well, you know, you have to, I had to go down and get my, I mean, I'd never been in the ocean before. Uh, All my training dives were in freshwater. So this was the first time I was ever in the actual ocean. So. And when you were doing your meditation, like, how did it feel? Like, how did you? Light. Fluffy. I was in the present. You know, I was in, I was very much in the present, which is, uh, diving forces you to be in the present. You can't really be thinking the, the only time you're thinking ahead is when you're looking at your gauges, but even then you're thinking about what's happening to you right now. So. And to be in the present, what does that mean to you? Like when you, when you felt you were in the present. Like- so I have an- anxious tendencies where I can, I have, I can suffer from anxiety and anxiety is when, you know, you're thinking about the future and worrying about the future. And, um, you know, you can also, I have a tendency to worry about things that have happened in my past but diving forces you to be purely present. That's actually kind of beautiful. How did you handle anxiety in the past? Um, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it kind of handled me, I suppose. So. And, you know, it, anyone listening, if you ever feel anxious, if you ever feel like you don't, that you're not sure what to do, reach out to a friend. It's always important, you know, that mental health does require all of us to come together and talk and just work through things. And that's also what this, you know, the True Heart podcast is about and what you know, our life coaching is about. So if you need help dealing with, you know, problems or dealing with mental statuses, you know, re- reach out to somebody, either a trained professional, reach out to us, um, reach out to your friends. You know, you're not alone in stuff like that. And these, and kind of segueing off that a little bit, um, you know, our show is about meditative techniques. And I figured, you know, we would talk about one or two of them that I've actually learned throughout my course, my course of living. So, as a lot of you guys know, you know, I'm a bit of a world traveler. I've traveled to, I think we said it was 50, I've been to uh, a bunch of countries. I actually counted it one day, but then I got bored and did something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you and I combined have been to over 40. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, and actually, we're going to Costa Rica in a few months to knock off the next one. 
So, throughout the course of my life, throughout the course of my adventures, I've learned a few techniques to kind of keep myself in check. To keep myself... Like what type of techniques? Like meditative techniques? Oh yeah, meditative techniques. Because, you know, it's funny, you talk about anxiety, but even when I was younger, I have... I've been told I have ADHD from people who've met me more than once for five seconds. So... To keep my mind from racing, to keep my mind from pinballing, to go all over the place. Um, there's, I've learned a few techniques to kind of steady and focus myself when I need to focus. And I figured I'd bring a few of them to you today, just in case you need them as well. So, the first one, I learned at a Buddhist temple. Throughout my travels, I've been to a few places. And I've been to a few different religious ceremonies and a few different religious places. And one of the places I went to is I went to Authentic uh, Buddhist Temple. And I actually spoke to some of the, you know, it's funny, I can't remember the names of, I guess we'll call them monk for right now, but I can't remember, like, the, the people who do the, the techniques. That's okay. Yeah. We'll get to them. I'll come back later. I'll do, like, an edit of this. You'll never, it'll be a seamless transition. You'll never see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> but um, one of the monks um, started talking with me. And um, he showed me how to do this really awesome technique, which I've done for years and years since. And actually, the great thing is you guys can do it at home, too. Or wherever you're at, really. All you need are two small objects. I prefer those tea light candles. Like the ones you buy for like a thousand for a dollar at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Like the little white ones. With oh, yeah. The... You love those. Oh, they're so, those are my favorite things in the world. I have a funny story about those candles. And we will get to that funny story in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But this is easy. So... I, so you take the two candles, or whatever small objects you want to, to take, and put them about, let me see, end of the room, 10 feet from away from each other, in a straight line. So if one's at one corner of your room, you put one at the opposite diagonal corner of your room, or wherever you can walk an unfettered straight line at. All you need is an unfettered straight line. And two tea light candles. Or any two objects you'd like. Okay. So what you do is you start at one end of your line. And you just focus only on that candle that's at the other end of the room. Or at the other end of your line. And slowly you walk towards that candle. Um, You let yourself breathe as normal. You don't focus on anything but that candle. And every time you feel your mind starting to wander, the monk always told me, you know, you slap it back into place and focus only on the candle. And you walk slowly, just thinking about that candle. Just thinking about that candle. Breathing in and breathing out, slowly and calmly. And then when you get to that side of the room, you turn around slowly. I mean, don't do any kind of 180 pit stops or cartwheels or anything. Just stop where you're at and turn around and look at the candle on the other end of the room. And you just focus on that back and forth and back and forth. And there's no time limit. It's just as long as you need to look at it. And what, what you'll notice happening, if you're doing it right, you'll notice your mind start to clear itself out. Kind of like getting rid of all the, the junk in your mind, getting rid of all the, the hard-to-focus stuff. And your mind will start to clear up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it'll feel kind of therapeutic, actually. It'll feel a tad bit sharper. You'll feel a tad bit more rested. You'll feel a tad bit... So basically, the point is that you want to focus. You give yourself a point where you can focus on. Yes. And And then walking also makes you focus. Yeah, I suppose it does. Yeah. And and yes, so in in summation, walk to the candle, walk back, focus on only those two things. 
and just keep doing it until it's done. There's no time limit. It can take you 30 seconds. It could take you eight hours. And heck, if you're walking for eight hours, it's also another great uh, uh, physical... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Is oh, like a, a benefit. Of cardio? You yeah. Probably. Well, I, I, that's a lot of walking. Well, if you can walk for eight hours, that's a lot of great So, cardio. So ideally, like how, if you were just starting this meditation, you just do it for what, 10, 10, 15 minutes? Well, for this one, there's no, there's no time limit. Like, so don't have a watch on, just walk until it's done. Like with everything else in life, you do, you do it because you love it, because it's what makes you whole. And doing this will make your body focus it'll make your brain focus it'll make you just a little bit more whole excellent and then the other one that i learned i actually learned this on the streets of israel when i was 13 um yeah so when i was pretending to be a beggar in the streets of egypt when i was 13 um i actually came across this basically egyptian priest fella and uh you know he started talking because like you know when you're 13 you see an old man in robes pretending to be a priest the first natural instinct is to go talk to him and see what's going on because 13 year olds should not be left to wander egypt by themselves probably not <laughs> but this doesn't surprise me at all so okay so what is this meditation technique so this one it's actually it's a breath technique now of course you know, if you've done any meditation or if you've read anything or even watched any movies, everyone's like, you know, breathe for five seconds or six seconds, hold your breath, breathe out five seconds. You know, you've all heard that, blase, blase, blase. But this is a simple shift perspective to that technique. So when you're breathing in, only focus on the breath that comes in. So actually feel the air coming into you and feel the air pushed into your mouth, into your down your esophagus into your lungs and actually feel that air flow through you feel it turn into oxygen feel it pump through every cell of your body and then when you hold your breath there's a moment where everything stops there's a moment where everything is quiet this happens in every breath but the, the thing is we're happens. doing it so fast we don't feel it yeah no one ever no one ever feel a thing when they're stopping for a second so after you feel your breath come in Stop breathing for one moment, for two moments, for three moments. Uh, don't pass out or do anything stupid or don't operate heavy machinery and do this trick. You know, driving at 80 miles an hour down the freeway isn't the best time to try it. But, you know, live your life. Um, but when you hold your breath after that, when you st don't hold your breath, stop breathing. There's a difference. Because there's a rhythm to our breathing. There's a rhythm where everything comes in, it goes out, it comes in, it goes out. There's a moment where naturally you stop breathing because that's the rhythm of your breathing. Have you ever tried breathing without stopping? <laughs> I mean, I'm not giving labor, but at least I know, you know what it feels like now. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> but if you feel that moment of pause and just take a second and just feel it as it is. Don't try to exasperate it. Don't try to hold on to it. Just be aware that your body has naturally stopped breathing that your body has actively stopped moving, that your body is just quiet well, for again, one moment. you're going back to one key point, and that's being completely present. Yeah. And, and that, being completely present is probably the hardest thing that anyone can ever do. It is. Because we're always thinking about bills, we're always thinking about, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have said that last week. Oh my gosh, is this guy gonna like me? Is he gonna call me? Oh my gosh, are we gonna go on that date? Mm-hmm. No, and she's right. That's why these techniques, the point of any meditation, even if you take away the spiritual essence, which, I mean, there is different meditation and the techniques for that, too, but it, 
if you take meditation to its smallest, its most basic concept, it's really one of the best ways of mental health there is. It calms you, it focuses you, it gets you back on track. And that's really all you can ask for. So just hold your, don't hold your breath. Feel when your breath stops and feel that moment as it stretches on. So in summation, when the air comes in, feel it come throughout you, feel it travel throughout your entire body and feel the air just kind of become one with you. And then when your body stops breathing organically, feel that moment. Don't exaggerate it. Don't force it. Just feel it. And I got a lot, I got a lot of other things I've learned too, but I'm not going to sit here for like four hours and go, okay, everyone, settle up. But, you know, if you have more questions, you know, or more techniques that you need um, listen to or anything like that, you know, give us a call. You know, this is what we do for our life coaching too. We, we help center you as well. And yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, no, I mean, if you guys need anything at all, but I know you guys are busy this weekend, so just enjoy this on like Sunday night or tomorrow night when you're just about to get ready to work. Yep, you still got one, I think we got like one and a half more days before we uh, go back to work. Yeah. Um, yeah, so happy Memorial Day. And uh, stay tuned. We're doing some more deep dive stuff about living your truest, best self and what that means. And, um, you know, we're doing some more overhauls to this podcast. Thanks to a lot of your feedback. Thanks to a lot of your requests. You know, always keep requesting and commenting because, you know, we hear it all. And we want to uh, always take that into consideration. So please, you know, we're here for you. Um, This is Dave. This is Alex. Signing off. Bye.